15, I'm going to start reading in verses 1. And as I, as I read, I'm going to stop in certain areas because I want, to, I, want to, I want to touch on these certain areas of passages of Scripture. And I want to share with you a little bit. Is that okay? So in John chapter 15, verses 1, it says, I am the true vine. And again, this is Jesus speaking right here in chapter 1. He says, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Somebody say, the father is the vine dresser. Verses 2, it says, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes it away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear what? More fruit. Amen. So Jesus is saying here that, that he wants to begin. You see, this is where I got the title. Holy Spirit showed me the, the title of cut it out. And I'm not saying cut out the way you might be acting. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about allowing God, allowing, allowing the word to begin to, to cut things out of your life that might be affecting you from doing your calling or from walking in your purpose that God has for your life. Apostle was sharing with us last Sunday that each and every one of us, that we have a purpose in our life. Amen. And a lot of times in life with life circumstances, we can allow things or, or situations to affect us from truly walking out on our purpose and our calling. So today I, I'm believing and I'm hoping and praying that, that whatever might be hindering you, what might, what might be affecting you from moving forward or from doing what God has called you to do, whatever things that need to be cut out, that they get cut out today in the name of Jesus. Amen. So in verses 2, he says, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes it away. Now, man, isn't that a good God that we serve? That things that can affect us from, from going the wrong direction or things that can affect us in our marriage or things that may affect us with our children. God wants to prune those things out. But, but you see, sometimes we got we to gotta begin to, you know, we've been talking about humility in our Friday night Bible studies. And how many know that in order to allow God to begin to prune some areas in your life, to begin to cut some things out of your life, that you got to walk, you got to have a humble spirit. Come on, you got to walk in humility because, man, let me tell you, sometimes we like to be attached to those things because they bring comfort to us or they bring peace or they bring joy to us when they're not the wrong, when they're the wrong things, when God says, you know what, I need to cut it out. Somebody say, uh oh, he's going to cut it out. So he says here in verses to every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes it away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it. Why is it that God wants to prune you? Why is it that he wants to take certain things out of your life that don't belong there? Because you see, if, if you're not allowing your life, if you're not laying down your life and giving him your all in all, if you're not giving him everything, you see, God don't want just a portion. You've heard me say, he does, he's not looking for part-time, a part-time relationship with you. He wants full custody of your life. He wants you to be, you know, like, like apostle. When God speaks to him, he gets up and moves. That's what God's looking for. You know, but a lot of times we got excuses and we can, we can think of, of an excuse for every little thing because we don't want to get out of the comfort zone. But we need God to cut some things out. Somebody say, Lord, cut them out. He says he takes away every branch that bears fruit that he, may, that he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Listen here in verses 3. It says, you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. How many get the word on Friday nights and on Sunday mornings? Now, I don't know about you, but do you allow that word to begin to bring transformation to your life? Do you come in, the, do you leave the same way you came in that morning? I don't know about you, but every time the word is ministered, there's something that begins to change in my spirit that causes me to grow and to mature. Amen? You see, this is something that has to be taking place in your life daily. 
That's why it's important to meditate on your word day and night. That's why it's important that, that you stand firm on the word of God. We were talking about that we gotta be we gotta be men and women of God that are that are unmovable, unshakable, that when a storm comes our way, that we're ready. Amen. That's why the Bible says to put on the full armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the wiles or the lies of the enemy. You see, you got to be ready, but you see, you got to begin to allow the spirit of God. You got to begin to allow God to cut some things out of your life that he see. You see, because a lot of times we don't see the things that might be affecting us. You know, we think everything's all good because, you know, it's all good in the hood, you think, you know. But all of a sudden, when all hell breaks loose, you wonder, well, what's going on? Why is this happening to me? What haven't you taken, what haven't you allowed him to take out of your life that is affecting you from moving forward? Verses 5, it says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. You see, God wants us to live a fruitful life. Amen. He wants to know that you're his number one in everything that you do. Amen. He wants to know that whatever decisions that you make, that you seek after him first. We were talking about this on Friday night. It takes humility. It takes walking in humility. Amen. If you make a decision to live a kingdom lifestyle, I'm going to tell you right now, it takes humility. Because there's going to be men and women of God that God has placed in your life that are going to cause you to grow and to mature. But you got to, be, you got to walk in a humble spirit. Somebody say, I need to be humble. So it says in verse 6, it says, if anyone does not abide in me... He is cast out as a branch and is withered. It says, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. Verses 7, it says, if you abide in me, look to your neighbor and say, if you abide in the word. Come on, talk to your neighbors. Your neighbor needs to hear this. It says, if you abide in the word, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. It shall be done for you. Verses 8, it says, by this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. Somebody say much fruit. You see, some of you are just happy with, with, with the little fruit that you might be having in your life right now. But let me tell you, God wants more. He wants to see an, uh, an abundance. He wants there to be an overflow in your life. But because someone told you else, somebody told you something else, you're thinking that this is all, you know what, this is all that God has for me. I'm here to tell you this morning that God has much more for you this morning. When you begin to humble yourself and you begin to lay down your life and say, you know what, Lord, cut the things out that might be affecting me. How many know that those of you that are married in here this morning, sometimes your wife or even sometimes your husband sees some things in you that, that need to be cut out. But because of pride sometimes we, we, we say, well, wait a minute. You know, this belongs to me. Don't mess with this, you see. And that's what God wants to do, I believe, at times. There's certain things that we know in our life that we need, to, we need to cut loose. We need to allow God to begin to prune these areas in our life. But because of pride, we allow pride to enter in, and stubbornness begins to walk right behind it. And say, wait a minute, you can't touch this area because this brings me comfort. This brings me joy. But how many know there's got to be a continual transformation that takes place in your life? Amen. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 says, do not be conformed. You see, we can't continue living like the world. Amen. Turn with me to Romans chapter 12, if you would. I know you all heard these scriptures before, but I want to I give you something this morning that I hope and pray that you take home with you. Romans chapter 12, verses 1. Somebody say, I need to lay it down. Like I was sharing, you see, God don't just want a portion. He wants, he wants your full attention in his life. 
in chapter, in chapter 12, Romans chapter 12, verses 1, he says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, he says, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies. You see, God wants you to, to, be, to be available at any time. That when he calls upon you, that you say, okay, Lord, what do you have in store? What's in plan for me now? He says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. This is the, this is the least that we can do. It's by giving our life and allowing God to begin to use us for our purpose. Somebody say, I got purpose. He says in verses 2, he says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove. Somebody say, I need to prove to God. That you may prove what is, that, what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. Verses 3, he says, for I say through the grace that was given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. You see, humility is the key word. No matter what position God has placed you on, no matter what circumstance you might be going through, that God wants us and desires for each and every one of us to walk in true humility. Somebody say, I need to be humble. Come on, look to your neighbor and say, I, you, we need to be humble. On our Friday night Bible studies, like I mentioned, we've been talking about humility, which is so very important, you know, in regards to living a kingdom lifestyle. Humility is, realizes how far we fall short and understand how much more we need to grow in our lives. Amen? You see, when we allow pride to come in, pride will make you think, you know what, I got everything under control. I got it all under control, but yet we leave God completely out of the picture. And then yet we wonder why things don't seem to turn out the way we expected them to turn out because we think we did it all, of our, we did it all ourselves. Amen? True humility is being compassionate and forgiving. It looks for the best in others and it seeks to win people, not arguments. Amen? That's what true humility is. You know, when, when, when someone wants to rise up against you and, 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 and you're, you're demonstrating what true humility is, you say, you know what, I'm going to be the better person and I'll just walk away. Because, man, let me tell you, because when you allow pride to kick in, oh, my, my, my. You better watch out because the Bible says that when pride comes in, watch out because there's a fall following right behind it. True humility realizes that only God knows a person's true motives. You see, how many, how many try to say, oh, well, I know what that individual, I know what they're really trying to do. You know what, that's not, it's not your job to, to try to figure out someone else, but it's your job to walk in true humility and do what God has called you to do. Allow God to begin to take the things out of your life that you know that might be affecting you from doing your call or your purpose in life. Amen? True humility is surrendering daily to Christ with a sense of overwhelming dependence on him. Say, you know what, Lord? Every day, get down on my knees and say, you know what, Lord? Have your way in my life. Do it as you please. You know, I, I'm done trying to do things my way. I'm done trying to, trying to make things happen my way. But if I just follow the, the blueprint, if I just begin to follow the outline that God has given me, in the word of God, and I begin to allow the word to continue to transform me. My word tells me that, it, that I am prosperous. Amen. That I'm the head and not the tail. You see, God wants me to live a life of favor, a life of overflow. I don't know, I don't know if you understand what favor is. But when you're obedient to the word of God, when you allow the word of God to, to live through you. Amen. That's right, sister. Favor. 
How many are experiencing favor in their life right now? About three or four of you guys? All right, all right. Well, we're working on it, right? Without Christ, the Bible tells us that we can do nothing. He wants to cut some things out that are keeping you from him. He wants to prune you that, that you may be able to bear much more fruit than what you might be bearing at this particular time. You see, we serve a jealous God, a God that wants our full attention, a God that acknowledges him every single day, not just on the days when things are going good. Amen. He wants to know that you can do all things through him. Not through yourself, that he is giving you the capability to gain wealth. He is giving you the capability to get up every single morning, but to first to give him glory, to give him honor and praise for everything that he's done and he's doing in your life. Amen? Walking in true humility, it frees us from pride and arrogance. When you make a decision to say, you know what, Lord, I'm going to just stay a humble man, a humble woman of God then you'll walk in the freedom that God, you'll walk in the liberty that God, that Christ has given each and every single one of us. In Proverbs chapter 16, verses 18, like I said, when you allow pride to come in, it says pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Amen. Verse, uh, chapter, 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 6, it says to humble yourself. Somebody say, I need to be humble. He says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. You see, don't try to look to lift yourself up in your own timing, but humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Let God bring you to that, to that place in your life where he begins to lift you up, not because of, of a prideful spirit, but because you first humble yourself and you acknowledge yourself and you acknowledge God that he is number one in your life. Amen. That's what true humility is. Somebody say true humility. Isaiah chapter 41, verses 10. It says, do not fear, for I am with you. It says, do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, and I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. God has your back. No matter what your circumstance, no matter what you might be facing at this particular time. God wants to take care of that situation in your life, but he's looking for you to humble yourself under his hand. Humble yourself that he will be able to lift you out of that area that you might be in right now. Humility. Somebody say humility. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 13. It says, be on guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous and be strong. We talked about on Friday night, the importance of, of walking in humility. Those of you that are not, that haven't had the opportunity to come on Friday nights, I want to encourage you, man. This is a time that we come and we, and we dive into the word, but we want you to be a part of it as well. And we want you to put your input as well so we can both grow and sharpen each other in the word. Just the, just the amount of people we have here today, this Sunday morning, we should have the same amount on our Friday night Bible studies as well. So I want to encourage you, if you haven't had the opportunity to be here on Friday nights, I want to encourage you, start making it a, 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 a must that you are here on a Friday evening because it's just as important as Sunday morning. I don't know about you, Monday through Thursday or Monday through Friday, I need a refueling in the middle of the week. Amen. I need a, a, a dose of the Holy Ghost to, to get me back on track because, you see, life can beat you up at some times. 
Circumstances can beat you up at times. So, so this is where we got to humble ourselves and say, you know what, Lord, I'm going to put you first. I need to go hear my word. You know what? It's all good praying when you're at home, but I don't know about you. I need to get into fellowship with the brothers and sisters and be encouraged by each, each and every person that God brings me around. Somebody say humility. So 1 Corinthians 16, 13 says, it says, be on guard. You see, you got to be ready. Amen. God didn't create uh, weak Christians. He didn't create wimpy Christians. He, he, he created men and women of God that are willing to stand firm and to take a stand. You see, too many times we think, you know what, oh, God, you know, what, what's going on in my life? Why am I having to go through these circumstances in my life? You see, everything that we go through, it's either going to strengthen you or you're going to allow it to defeat you. I don't know about you. Everything that I go through, it makes me stronger. Why? Because I have a God on my side. I stand in humility and allow God to know that he's got me with his righteous right hand. That no matter what I may be facing in life, that he's going to get me through it. He always gives me an escape route. Somebody say he's a God, he's a God that gives me the escape route. When you begin to truly walk in humility, you begin to experience his unconditional love. You begin to realize and know how much God really loves you. You see, there was times in my life where I tried to do everything my way. How many know what I'm talking about? You try and make things happen your own way, and, and when it doesn't turn out the way you expected it. And, man, walking in humility, let me tell you, man, people will talk about you. People will say things about you. People will do things to you to try to take advantage of you. But I want you to know this morning that true humility will take a stand for what is right. We talked about this on, on Friday night. Walking in humility doesn't mean to let someone take advantage of you. But to know who you are as a true son and as a true daughter of God. That when you begin to understand the power and authority that has been given to you. Come on. When you begin to understand the authority and the power that has been given to each and every single one of you. See, you got to begin to walk in it. Amen. We read it and we hear it, but until you, until you have the opportunity to begin to demonstrate it through your life with life circumstances, when you begin to understand, you see, I don't know about you. I know who I am. Look to your neighbor and say, do you know who you are? I know what's been given to me. I know the kind of lifestyle that if I'm obedient to my word, that if I, if I reverence the word of God and I, if I reverence God, the God that I serve, and I begin to allow him to live through me, I understand the power and authority that has been given to me. Amen. I don't allow circumstances to overcome, to overtake me in my life, but I am overtaking those circumstances with the word of God. You see, I love because when you speak that word, like when Jesus was being tempted, I mentioned this on Friday, when Jesus was being tempted by the, by the enemy. You see, what did he do? He began to come back with the word of God. He said, man shall not let by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. When you begin to understand how powerful the word of God is, when you begin to speak that word over your circumstances, because let me tell you, man, I have gotten some attacks just in this last year, physically and just period. Come on, some of you, some of you know what I'm talking about. And there's a decision that I had to make in my own personal heart. Okay, am I going to fall in to the lies? 
or the tactics of the enemy to try to bring me down? Or am I going to stand firm? Am I going to continue to keep that armor on? You see, because you look in the Bible, the Bible doesn't ever tell us to take the armor off. The Bible doesn't ever tell us to turn back the other way when things get harder and run. Amen? He tells us to put on the full armor of God that when those attacks do come, that you may be able to stand strong against the lies, the tricks of the enemy. When you begin to understand, again, like I said, the power and the authority that has been given to you, you walk with your shoulders back and your head up saying, you know what? There ain't no weapon formed against me. There's no circumstance. What God has joined together in my marriage, no man, no circumstance will separate what his plan and purpose is. You got to know what your purpose is. Look to your neighbor and say, what's your purpose? He has a plan and a purpose for each and every one of you. But he says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Daily, you got to be renewing that mind. Don't get stuck. Don't get stuck. I don't want to. Don't get stuck on stupid. Because, man, it's a lie from the enemy. God wants total restoration in your life. And I don't care how long you've been serving God. You know what? He's still restoring me 20-some years in the ministry. And God is still restoring me every single day. He's beginning to show me areas that I need cut out of my life that might affect me in the calling and the purpose that he has for my life. That's right. Cut it out. This morning, what do you know in your life that needs to be cut out? You see, you got to first recognize it first. And then you got to be willing to give it up and say, you know what, Lord, prune me. Prune me in these areas that, that you know that is affecting me from giving you my all. It's not easy at times. It, it, it can be a challenge. It can be tough. Because how many know it, it's hard to walk in humility at times? Because, you see, walking in true humility means putting others before yourself. You know, we're good at, you know what, I, I, this is for me, 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 myself, and I. But what about putting someone else before you? What about doing something good for someone else that, you know, not to, not to give self-glory, but to give God glory that you have the opportunity to be a blessing to someone? Many times in life we can, be, we can be selfish, we can live selfish, and it's just about what can I do for myself. But God wants to, he wants to see you do something for someone else and say, you know what, we're not looking for, for praise for what we're doing, but, Lord, we, just, we are just thankful that we're able to bless someone else. Right? I don't know about you, but there are people that were around every single day that are less fortunate that, that, that might not have what you have. Let that humility kick in. You know, I was sharing on Friday evening, I had the opportunity to, to pray with one of my friends, you know, that was feeling a little down and out. And, and many times we have opportunity, but we pass them up because we just say, oh, I'll pray for you later. How many done that before? I'll pray for you, brother. I'll pray for you, sister. We never come around to it, and we just totally. You see, we got to be on alert every single day. That when God speaks to us at that particular time, that we're ready to move. Amen. We're ready to just step out and say, you know what, let's pray for you right now. Ain't time, man. You can, you can set someone free at that very moment if you don't hesitate 
and just say, you know what, Lord, use me right now. You can bring healing. Someone can be healed at that particular time. Someone can be delivered at that particular time when we humble ourselves to the voice of God. I shared on Friday night, Abram, when God spoke to him and told him to get up and go. See, he had a choice to make that when, when God spoke to him. He had a choice to make. He could have stood back and said, you know what, Lord? You know, my wife ain't with it. My kids ain't with it. But he says, get up and go to a country that I will show you, he says. And he tells him, he says, that you will be blessed and that you will be a father of many nations, he tells him. You see, it took obedience for him. It didn't take uh, him to listen to what the wife had to say or to what his children had to say because he knew who he was as a man of God. He knew that God was his father. When God spoke to him, he knew who he was. And he knew this is my opportunity to get up and go. King Jehoshaphat as well, 2 Chronicles chapter 20. A multitude of army was going to rise up against him, the Bible says. But he humbled himself. He got down on his face and began to pray. He began to proclaim a fast. But as you continue to go on, you heard me share this before. He continues to go on in the verse, and he says that God begins to tell him to position himself. You see, too many times we're at a position. When God says, I just need you to be in position. to be." See, being in position means you're ready. At least you should be ready. If you're in the right position, when God speaks to you, when God tells you to begin to do something and you're obedient to the voice of God, then he's going to take care of every circumstance. You continue in that passage of the scripture where you see where, where the armies are, are beginning to rise up against them, but he tells them, get in position, he says, and he begins to, to, uh, he begins to, to speak to the certain individual in regards to what they should be doing, he says. And, and, and then the Bible says that, there was a, that, that they were defeated, the Bible says, that they didn't even have to go out and fight the fight. God took care of every situation that he was facing at that particular time. I want to encourage you today that when you make a decision to walk in true humility, God will take care of every situation that might, you might be facing with in your life your marriage, your children, but it takes a decision to allow them to cut those things out of your life. Somebody say, Lord, cut it out. Stand to your feet if you would. It can be tough at times because there's certain things that, that we enjoy. There's certain things that we enjoy doing, certain things that we uh, that we, we allow ourselves that bring us that comfort or that peace. But I want to tell you this morning that the true one that will give you that comfort and that peace in your life is Jesus. Bible tells us that we can do nothing without him. Yes, we know you got skills and we, you know we got ability. But God wants everything. He wants your business. He wants your marriage. He wants your children. He wants every situation that you might be facing today. He wants it. That's why he says to cast all your cares upon me. Because he's a God that cares for each and every one of you. He cares about the outcome of what's going on. He cares about the struggle you might be going through right now. But he says, cast it to me. Give it to me. He's the miracle-working God. He's the healing God. 
man, I've tried to handle things in my life till I got to a point where God just put me down on my face and said, until you acknowledge that I'm the only one that could take care of it. People are living life with such a big void because they're trying to look for happiness. True happiness is Jesus, let me tell you this morning. He's the only one that can restore your marriage. He's the only one that can restore your relationship with your sons and your daughters, with your children. It's him. He's the God of restoration. But we got to be an individual that says, you know what, Lord? I'm going to humble myself under your hand. That you will exalt me. You'll lift me up out of that area that I might be facing today. If you're here today, every eye closed, every head bowed, if you would. If you're here today, and you know, we're not here to try to, to say, well, you know, you got to change this, you got to change that. But you know the areas in your life that you need cut out. You know that particular thing that you've been believing for, but yet you understand and realize, I need to cut these things out of my life to get right with God. Every eye closed. We're not here to, to point finger. We're not here to, to be judgmental. But I'm here to encourage you this morning that you would humble yourself this morning and allow God to begin to prune you this morning, to take those things out of your life so that you he can be your number one. Whether if it's pride, if it's arrogance, stubbornness, whatever it may be, Right now, right there where you're at, I just want you to just say, Lord, cut it out of my life. Father, you see every hand. If that's you, just lift your hand up. We're not here looking around, but if that's you, just say, you know what? I'll be the first one to lift my hand. Every hand that is lifted this morning, Father, begin to prune each and every one that is raising their hand this morning. Begin to prune us. Begin to take the things out of our lives that don't belong there, Father God. That we may be able to bear much more fruit, Father. That we may be able to experience an abundant life, a fruitful life, Father. A life of favor, Lord. We surrender all to you this morning. Begin to cut those things out in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray over every individual that is in this room this morning, Father. I pray for encouragement, Father God, that they're not alone, Father. I pray that you would give each and every one of us a humble spirit, Father, to know that we cannot do anything without you, Father. We thank you for the Holy Spirit, Father. We thank you for what Christ did by laying down his life and demonstrating true humility, Father. So we honor you this morning. We thank you, Father that you are a miracle-working God, that you are a healing God. So right now, Father, we speak healing over every area in our lives right now, Father. We guard our hearts, Father. We stand firm on your word this morning that you will exalt us, Father, in due time. We honor you and we give you glory this morning. In Jesus' mighty, mighty name. And everyone said, amen. Give the